bed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Saturday. It is the weekend, and I hope you're all doing well. Well, 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 well. I... I was kind of thinking about notes. I saw a, uh, I saw an article in Role Playing Tips that John Ford was talking about three tips for taking notes during the game, and a couple of he, him, and somebody else was lamenting the fact that they don't take very good notes during the game, depending on what's going on. And I've got to admit that I fall into the same trap. I just get wrapped up in the story and what's in front of me, whether it's a module or something I've written, and with especially if I'm writing, writing it, I'm flipping pages back and forth between that and looking at my tablet. I've got one note up. I should probably do that, and you know, it just I I get wrapped up in the game like all the other players. I mean, technically, the GM is a player too. It's just that he's got a lot more on his plate to take care of and keep track of than a regular regular player. So there's that. Something you always have to deal with. We'll talk more about this after this. Okay, notes. What can you do to take notes? Remind yourself to take notes. He has some good suggestions. He uses those... Um, his... His map is something he got on Amazon. I've been meaning to look into. It's like a roll of a roll of butcher paper, only it's got graph graph. It's a graph butcher paper, basically. Of and you can buy them in like thirty foot sheets or whatever foot sheets, twelve foot wide, thirty foot, you know. And you just put it out there and then draw on it and then throw it away later. So he advocates writing on the map, you know, if they meet somebody, they meet an NPC, write its name on the map. I guess you could do that with a battle map too, as long as before you get rid of it, you should like write, you know, transfer it to like an index card or something like that, or your notes. But that's a good idea is writing it down on the, the map. I mean, don't, you know, just over in a corner and he even encourages players to do this just to remember who's who, what's what, and names, locations, and what's going on in the game. That's all you need. Name, location, what's going on in the game. If I'm got running my own stuff, I could actually add this into the what what I have written either in my my compo book or on OneNote. I can just put a little section. Okay, this is what happened. This is where they're going. This is what needs what needs to happen. Well, not needs to happen, but I mean. What's going to happen with the GM section of this when they continue? Because things change. No, no plan survives contact with the players. So, if you if you can zig and zag during the game, that's fine. But make sure you note it. And that's that's the whole idea. Write it on the right, either right there, or write it on a, a card or something. And, you know, it, I mean, I mean, electronics are fine and great if you have it. I mean, I love OneNote. I can run a game off OneNote as long as I have the game in there. What I mean is, 
what what I mean is there's a it, one note is great to have, but I usually do most of my prep work in one note at my desk in front of my computer and or my tablet, my tablet, I can do that. I can't really type on my phone or anything like that. So if it's already there and I don't have my tablet, I tend to write stuff down and then put it in later, which, it, you know, it's some people say, oh, that's redundant. Well, okay, it's redundant, but it gets the job done. That's the whole point. So in that case, either a three by five index card or whatever index card or a page in my compo book I have with the the world stuff in it. I still carry around a, a com- I have a compo book for every world. I got one for Stars of Wizardry, 50, uh, the Gangbusters, Mutant Future. I've got one for Savage Worlds, things like that. And so these are kind of, it's a mishmash of stuff. There's some scenarios in there that I run that are only partially written because the rest of it gets written at the table. But there's enough in there that I want to hang on to. Like I've got a Gangbusters game that I wrote on a little eight. Remember I told you about those little eight-page graph, graph page things. I make the little booklets for for quick scenarios to write up. I've got one of those I'm hanging on because there's a scenario in there I don't have anywhere else. Which and eventually I'm going to be putting it in my OneNote. I have a section for it. I just haven't done it. So those books are good for that kind of thing. You can actually bullet journal it if you want to keep track of it. Put an index in the front and just you know do it as you go. I don't bullet journal in a bullet journal anymore, but I tend to use that format now in my my game books when I'm writing my game books. Just so I can keep track of stuff. You know, number the pages, do the index, this, that, the other. I'll go back afterwards and do that. So I'll keep that going. And it's just a habit you got to get into. I don't run often enough anymore. For our, our, Okay, let's take the last six months. Let's take the last year. I have not run on a regular, but I tend to do it in spurts. If I've got something to run, I'll run it for five or six or eight or 10, 12 sessions, and then I'll be a player. Let somebody else run. And so I sort of fall off. So when I start up again, I got to get myself, you you know, I got to get into the habit again for doing this. Because it's a good habit. It's a habit every game master should have. Writing notes down during the session. I understand the heat of the battle. That's going to happen. Carlos is really good at it, and he can recap like nobody's business. He does a recap every game, and we help him out if he forgets a few things. But on the whole, he's pretty good, and he's running three games. We're not. We aren't the the Monday group isn't the only group he has. I think he has two other groups among his other. He's got people like from the more people from the Castle of Muskogee, the Renfair people. So he's got more people than that, and he can keep track of all this. He's very good at it, and so I kind of try and follow his lead. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll ask if I could look at his notes and stuff and see how he does it. I just want to get a, keep a format going. So that's another thing you should do. If you have a GM, if you're, if you're playing, you have a GM and you want a GM, or you have GM'd and want to get a little better at it, ask another GM. 
ask if you could ask if you can see the notes. Sometimes they'll let you. If they're doing so, you're in the middle of something. No, they're not going to let you look, look at your stuff. But you know, ask them off. You know, off the game. You know, say at the end of the the session or at the end of the campaign or whatever. So can I see your notes? I want to see how you do it because there may be. I mean, some of them will say no, because there may be some stuff that they can use at a future date. But I'm sure a lot of them out there wouldn't mind let you seeing their notes. That's how I learned how to take notes. One of the ways I learned is that plus the lazy DM dungeon master, which I always recommend to anybody. Lazy Dungeon Master and The Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master. I recommend the first book mostly because that's the one that set me up. I still have to finish reading the second book, so there's more good advice in there. But if it complicates my game, I'm probably not going to use it. But most, to me, most of the good stuff's in the first book, The Lazy Dungeon Master. Sly Flourish. So there's that. You can learn a lot from that. And so don't forget to make it a habit to take notes during the game when you can. I'm going to say when you can, because like I said, GMs will get wrapped up in the game just like players, and they'll forget. So if there's a pause, if you can do it, do it, but do it. Make sure you do it, even if it's at the end of the session. Just sit there and fill out a 3 by 5 card. What happened? Names, locations, places. And what happened? So go ahead and do that. I'm going to start my day. So if you've got any questions or arguments or whatever, I'm at oldmangrognard at gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I thank you. And thank you again, Jonathan, Oliver, Mark, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, and Daniel. For supporting me, you guys are great. Don't forget Mark C. Wallring's podcast, The Yawning Owlbear. And thank you, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, one of my supporters, who is also my GM, who helps me keep on track and helps me with my GMing. Believe it or not, I'm 62 years old as of this recording, and I still need help on my GMing, and I've been doing this since 81. So, <laughs> anyway. All right. Until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.